0: Welcome back to the Friendly Shake on Sports podcast. This is episode three, and today we have a bit of a different episode from our past episodes. With October coming up, uh, the MLB playoffs are approaching, and the NHL season is about to begin as well in just a few short weeks. Myself, I'm a big NHL fan. Hassan, a diehard baseball fan. Can't stop talking about it all year long. And so we wanted to encompass more than just the NFL season. Today is kind of the start of that. So we're bringing in baseball and hockey into the loop, into the groove, and you're going to be hearing a little bit more of that, especially as the baseball playoffs begin and the NHL season starts coming. We are going to be talking about that on a more regular basis. Hasan, I'm going to let you take it away, since you're the baseball expert.
1: Alrighty. So, I'm going to start with some big news points first. Biggest of all is Shoyo Otani, the unicorn, having Tommy John surgery. This is big news. It affects the free agency market for next year. Is that really his nickname, the unicorn? Yes. That is one of his nicknames because he hits and pitches, and he does both extremely well. Like, if he wanted to, he could be a full-time pitcher or a full-time hitter, but he does both. It's amazing. So that surgery is going to knock him out for pitching until 2025. I mean, you take about a year to recover from that. Okay, And then hitting, he's going to be able to do in 2024, which is impressive in its own mark. Uh, But having that surgery cost him about $200 million because he was going to be the first guy to get $600 million potentially. Well,
0: he's worth that amount too, just because I remember paying attention to the World Baseball Classic before the season started. He had to have been the most talked about and well-known athlete in the world.
1: Oh yeah, he shot up big time. I mean, his Instagram followers, Twitter followers hit it like easy in the millions. He became that popular around the world. Yeah, it took me a couple of years to get there. <laughs> I'm still trying to get there. Yeah. Austin's way more popular than and me. No one look up uh, my Instagram, please. Same here. <laughs> uh, other big news was Jason Dominguez, the Martian. He had Tommy John surgery as well. Um, he was actually nicknamed the Martian because he was signed for the Yankees when he was only 16 years old. God. And... The reason they called him that because he was a true five tool player, runs like lightning, and he's, hits, he does everything. He's a switch hitting center fielder. So, him having that surgery takes him out for about the same amount of time a year. Um, and it's going to suck because it does change how the Yankees are going to handle their outfield going forward. Come you get know, Tommy John surgeries for big players, for big teams. Oh, well, potentially. Well, teams. Tommy John surgery is kind of more serious for pitchers, but hitters have been known to get it. Yeah. Andy Gregorius had it a couple of years ago. Corey Seager just came back from it. It's not totally uncommon, but it does occur, especially for guys that like to whip the ball. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Other big news was Mike Trout. He potentially can get traded to another team since the Angels said they are open to trade offers. And this is huge news because you, you can make an argument, since he's been in the majors, he's been the best player in baseball. Well, how many MVPs has he won? I feel like it's been quite a few. Yeah, three. That's a lot. Yeah. And and he's got five top five places as well. So he, His team hasn't made the playoffs much. He's only played in the playoffs once in 2014, so in his nine- or ten-year career or longer than that, he's only made the playoffs once and he was out in the first round. Not to attack his team, but that that says a lot. Yeah, the Angels just have a lot of bad luck. Yeah, I'm surprised they've stayed with them for as long as they have. Well, it's Mike Trout. True. He just wanted to stay there too. I mean, they kept giving him the deals and he took them. What team's want? Say, where well, Where is he going to go if he does He's a New Jersey native, so I wouldn't be surprised if the Philadelphia Phillies try to make an offer to get him, to pair him up with Bryce Harper and Trey Turner. The team is the Dodgers, but I don't think they're going to go cross-town rivals there. That would be historic if they did something like that. The Yankees, of course, because we're the Yankees. A couple other teams, potentially Texas Rangers, because they've been outspending everybody lately, and they want players. I think the MLB probably wants to see a guy of that caliber go to a playoff team. Oh, for sure. I mean, you could just make an argument that without him, I mean, the playoffs aren't the same. He's that good of a player, and you want to showcase your best players. I think he wants to go to a playoff team as well. Oh, yeah. Actually, speaking of playoffs, let's go ahead and
0: dive in on that. Uh, obviously, you know, pennant races are coming to a close and the playoff picture is coming into play here. Is there a favorite? Let's start off with the AL. Who's who's kind of the favorite in the AL this year?
1: Well, three teams that are amazing. Two teams that are amazing and three teams that have a potential to be a World Series contender. The first team is the Baltimore Orioles. And yes, we're talking about the Orioles here. This team was good last year because they were below 500 they got adley rushman to come up and he immediately changed the dynamic of this team they got all the way almost to 500 and then this year they shot out a book a cannon they have ham Gunnar henderson they had felix bautista anthony santander this team was stacked with players they were hidden out of their minds for most of the season. Biggest question mark for them has been their pitching. Biggest injury concerns was Felix Bautista. This was an all-star caliber closer that was potentially going to get some small Cy Young boats because he was that good of a pitcher. Before his injury, he was pitching to almost a .60 ERA, if I remember right. Good Lord, that's low. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He, didn't see. he had like a 102 mile hour sinker. He was just taking people out left and right. I can't believe you couldn't, you couldn't hit against them if you got a hit. You got what? Well, what
0: happened? I remember the Rays at the beginning of the season. They started off so strong, and obviously, I think they're still doing pretty well. But
1: yeah, they've clinched the playoff berth as well. Okay. Uh, Biggest issue with the Rays were their opponents at the beginning of the season were very easy, and they won those games like they should have won. That's a big part of why their record was what they were. I think they went twenty and two in the first two weeks. Uh, That was huge news. So that helps them. And the Rays are like the little engine that could because they have like one of the most smallest payrolls in baseball they play in the Tampa area that's like a small market and they always seem to make the playoffs and they always seem to be like still putting up numbers and offense and pitching that you would expect from the higher payroll teams like the Yankees the Dodgers the Phillies the Red Sox are they still in the playoff race against Baltimore yes they are they've actually neither team has won the division just yet I think if I remember right there's like a three-game gap between the two of them uh, so that's going to come down to the wire. I think the Orioles are going to win the division unless they just start resting players and they give up. Oh, All yeah. right. They want that number one seed. But those are the only two teams that have technically clinched. I feel like. In the American League, uh, yes. Okay. Because the, uh, well, the Twins will also clinch because their division is god-awful. Let's, let's go into that division a bit. Yeah, well, there's not much else to talk about, that about the Twins. That's fair. Uh, the Guardians could make an argument, but I think they're six games out.
0: Yeah, I think they might actually be further than uh, that. It, nope. it looks like they're about 12 and a half, I think. Yeah, 12 and a half games out yeah, they're, in a wild card spot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, they have a chance to make the division, is what I'm saying. I don't. They're not going to get a wild card spot. Oh,
0: yeah, that's fair. Oh, yeah, I guess they could win the division still, but.
1: It's going to be almost hard. I think their elimination number is probably in single digits, easy like three or four. Yeah. There's only 10 or 11 games left in the
0: season, too. And it, not even, and it just kind of seems daunting at this point.
1: Yeah, the Twins were the better team this whole year. They had really good pitching to go with. Um, <laughs> Do I, they have any uh, chance in the uh, playoffs? No. <laughs> I don't think, depending on where they're playing against. if they Minnesota. Well, it depends who they play against in the first round. More than likely, they're going to be playing one of the AL West teams, mm. and that's going to be either the Rangers, the Astros, or the Mariners, and all three of those teams are better than them. So, the best thing they have going for them is they have great starting pitching, and they've got Carlos Correa if he comes back from an injured toe. He has plantar fasciitis, so he's missing the next 10 days. So, he's going to come back right before the playoffs start. No, yeah. And then Byron Buxton, if he's healthy, he's another 5 tool player that could get MVP votes if he ever played more than 110 games a season. So, I don't see the Twins going very far. But in a three-game set, anything can happen. That's true. I do like that change too,
0: because I do feel like it adds something like these other playoff systems have. But also just, I mean, yeah, a good team losing one game. It's sad if the best team is knocked out, but like...
1: It happens in other sports in football. Yeah. It, when everything's elimination, but in baseball, you've got to add more than one game. Well, what about
0: in the AL, the AL West? Well, this
1: division's wild. Uh, <laughs> all three of the teams that are still in it are the Astros, the Rangers, and the Mariners. And ironically, each of the three have tiebreakers against one another. Um, so it's going to be it's gonna come down to the wire. I don't think this will be set up until the last day of the season. Uh, I want to talk about the ch- Astros first, and I'm going to name them the Chistros because these guys, I hate their freaking guts. They cheated us out of two World Series appearances, even, and this organization is so well run, it's not even funny. There definitely still is a lot of hate, though, I feel like, when it comes to the Astros right now. 100%. Everybody's always booing out Tuve and Bregman. Um, Carlos Correa got a little less since he's left the Astros, but he still gets booed a little bit. Oh, I'm sure. Um, but Kyle Tucker, I don't think he gets enough talk. This guy is a stud right fielder. He put up numbers, like, I think he's hitting 300. He's got 30 home runs, hundred and some RBIs, uh, gold glove outfielder. He's a quiet MVP candidate that if it wasn't for Otani and Judge and other guys, this guy would probably get more MVP votes. And then they also got Justin Verlander back somehow. Like, he left for the Mets for a lot of money, and then he came back to them through a trade during the trade deadline. And he isn't pitched amazing this year, but with the Astros, I feel like he finds that way of life. and He's got to feel at home there. Yeah, I mean, he's all Hall of Fame first ballot pitcher anyway. Yeah. So having him back really helps that rotation out. They also have Frankie Valdez, which is another great pitcher. He kind of regressed a little bit on the ERA, but his win-loss record's still been great. Uh... And Jordan Alvarez is another stud, left fielder, left hitting, um, left fielder slash DH.
0: What about uh, the wild card race? I know in baseball, with how many games there are, sometimes it kind of gets overlooked. Are there any teams kind of on the outside looking in right now that could maybe make a run at it?
1: In the American League, not really. It's pretty much set. Um, you're really just looking at those last seeding pieces with the Mariners and Rangers. Sure. Uh Mariners are probably the hottest team in baseball. Since the second half, they've hit almost... they destroyed it they have a 37 24 record that's the, one of the best in baseball and it's mostly because of J- julio rodriguez or j-rod in the month of august he had 500 almost 426 with a 200 with a 1200 ops those are a great number those are ridiculous numbers yeah i mean and he's putting up those same base this month and they probably have one of the stronger rotations too so them getting the playoffs that would be great um the other team is the rangers they started off hot very similar to the Rays but they kind of cooled down and their bullpen has been one of the worst in baseball the last couple weeks. This is what happens when you get Chapman as you're closer, people. Okay, as a Yankees fan, I know this first and foremost. He sucks in clutch situations. He also choked for the Cubs in the 2016 World Series. So... So you're saying put money down against the Rangers, what else, what? If Chapman's pitching in the ninth inning, yes, give up a game tire winning game-winning Hong Kong <laughs> I'm sensing some hate. Oh, yeah. Oh, please, I do you really want to start. Hate is mad. Yeah. Well, we'll change it up so you don't
0: <laughs> yeah. blow a gasket And some pitcher that used to play for your team. Let's go into the NL. Yeah. Uh, I know that you talked briefly about how the Braves are in, you know, this side, and you think they're the best team in the MLB right now.
1: Oh, they are easily the best team in baseball. This is a team that has five players with thirty or plus home runs. Okay, they have Matt Olson, who just hit his fiftieth home run or fifty-first home run. He's going to get some MVP votes. You have Ronald Kuna Jr., who has forty home runs and sixty or seventy steals. I can't remember the top of my head. Um, if you want to look that up, yeah, quick for me. I think he's got 30, he's a 30-60 hitter for sure. That means 30 home runs, 60 stolen bases or more. Is that one more time, Ronald Acuna. This team is amazing. I mean, that guy's amazing. He's neck and neck for the MVP right now with Mookie Betts from the Dodgers. Outside of him, their pitching is great too. Spencer Strider looks to be a true ace for them. They've got some great guys. Their bullpen is a solid team. 80 stolen Yeah, 80 stolen bases. I said, in. yeah. Now, I, I know the stolen base, ast- there's an asterisk with the stolen bases because of the fact that we changed how you can steal now. You only get two pickoff attempts at first, and after the second one, you've got to throw and get the guy out, and the bases are a little bit bigger. I did see that, yeah. They've definitely implemented the rule changes they've implemented
0: a yeah, bit, sure.
1: Oh, yeah, they've been great, but obviously, that put an asterisk to stealing stolen bases because before that, you got guys like Ricky Henderson that would steal like 120 bases in a season, and he did it the old school way. Right. This team is great. I, I If this team doesn't make the World Series, it would be a shocker. Well, who's, who's competing for them? Who's one of the other penalty races? Well, the other team would be the Dodgers, like always. They're kind of a weird team this year because for the first time in a while, they don't have the strong pitching and starting rotation that they've always had. Well, a lot of teams hate the Dodgers. Well, they hate them because they've ended the Brewers season a couple of times. I feel like every time. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> it's repetitive, to say the least.
1: Yeah, I mean... I mean, they're the Dodgers. They're the class of baseball outside the Yankees. You can make an argument that yep. they're the second most popular team in baseball I mean, from just name recognition.
0: Well, I'm glad Atlanta's doing well now, especially from where we're located and everything, and how I'm not even that big. Of, I mean, like you know me in baseball. It's I pay attention during the playoffs, but I've found a hatred for the Dodgers too, mm-hmm. and uh, especially you know just because my allegiance they've ended any hope i have of ever seeing my team win a championship in my life
1: yeah i think the we'll talk about the milwaukee burgers in a second oh yeah yeah they're uh they're known to kill teams in the playoffs they yeah. did it a lot they did it to the cubs back in 2015 too so they've done it to a lot of teams uh biggest thing is they've got two mvp candidates and freddie freeman and mookie betts two hall of famers easily yeah and it's crazy that freddie freeman's even a dodger because this guy was mr brave for his whole career if it wasn't for his agent being a little stupid he would have probably still been a brave yeah but if i had to put a guess i would want to say the dodgers and braves are going to be in the national league uh championship series and why those two are going to win i i don't know if i could see another team challenging them pretty jock yeah the only other team i would probably put up to them is the phillies maybe you want to talk about them a little bit yeah um they got bryce harper and kyle schwarber and trey turner Last year, they were the hottest team in baseball. They went from a below 500 league team to the World Series. They lost in six games, but Terrible. they made it to the World Series and nobody thought they would. I do love
0: Chirp and Bryce Harper, though. I still remember one of the few MLB games I ever went to. I lived in D.C., and I took my buddy Ryan to that game. We bought $14 tickets, like fourth-level seats, moved down to, I think, the 100s, because it was a Brewers Natty's game. There wasn't a lot of people there. It was pretty quiet, and uh, we definitely got an earshot. I was around a bunch of Nationals fans, and he struck. He was strike one. He got real pissed off. And I'm sitting there going, like, if you get mad, you're going to strike out. Screaming my head off, and sure enough, he struck out and slammed the bat on the ground. I'm not sure if he broke it or anything, but watching him play is just very entertaining to me because he's very, very passionate about the game, and he's very good.
1: Oh, yeah. He was put up on Sports Illustrated when he was 16 years old. yeah. He's a stud. Yeah. He's an easy Hall of Famer. I think he hit 300 career home runs. He's one of the most clutch hitters, too. This guy knows when to get a home run or get an RBI to win a game. Um, Definitely somebody that you would want on your team. Bottom of the ninth situation, runners on, two outs, two strike hits. This guy will get you a clutch hit. Um, Him and Kyle Schwarber just took off last year in the postseason and schwarber's had a weird season where a lot of the advanced statistics say he's a crappy hitter but he still has 30 plus home runs he still does a lot of great things but he's going to lead the league in strikeouts too but that's the new age of baseball where you take the home runs and you take the strikeouts yeah those big hitters are kind of known for going going for it all yeah now the other thing they have is trey turner who is who had an amazing world baseball classic Like, he was one of the hottest hitters in the World Baseball Classic. And for most of this season, he was kind of slow. But in the last month, he's really turned it around. Um, He's starting to look like the old Trey Turner we saw with the Dodgers and the Nationals when he won a World Series for the Nationals. And, you know, he's a former Wolfpack player. Oh, yeah. From NC State. His name was familiar, I won't lie. He's one of my favorite players for that reason. Yeah. I don't know if he went there when we were in tool. I think he might have been a senior when we left. I can't remember, but... Fair. uh, Him and Rodon were former... I do remember Rodon as well, Yeah. Yeah. So they were former Wolfpack players, so it's always good to cheer on our form, our Wolfpack. That's Root for Philly, too. Yeah, well. Um, but, yeah, their starting pitching is also great with Aaron Nola. I think they'll make some noise, and they can challenge some teams there. I wouldn't be shocked if they made it to, a, they'll make it to the Divisional Series and depending on who they play. Yeah. Uh, that's where it's going to be kind of interesting because pitching is what matters. You need to have a strong pitch and a strong bullpen. If you don't have one of those two things, you're not going to get very far, and the Phillies are one of those teams that have at least two solid pitchers and a good closer, so they can win games when it matters, but I think it's going to matter on who they're going against, too, because they match up very well. If they they match up better with the Dodgers than the Braves, if they had to play the Dodgers in the first round, they could potentially beat them because of that.
0: Mm. Let's go to the last division, then central
1: yeah very weird division as well (laughs) actually before we go to the central let's mention the diamondbacks and i love because they're the diamondbacks and they're kind of a small market team in arizona but they have one of the best players in baseball at 22 corbin carroll he leads the league in ops slugging and ops plus and he's one of he's the first rookie ever in baseball history to have 25 home runs and 50 stolen bases that's pretty special yeah this kid is the real deal he's they a 5 to player, player in term oh yeah uh this guy like i am super excited the diamondbacks make the playoffs because this is what we were talking about the angels like you don't get to see trout make it and you want your best players in the playoffs yeah and the fact that this kid is going to be there right away is huge and i hope he gets more attention because he he's one of those players that when you watch He's a special kind of player. He's out there with the how old? Is, go ahead, no, no, go ahead. Uh, he's with their. The, he's one of the best players underneath the age of twenty-five. How long before he's a Yankee? Come on. <laughs> you know what? Maybe he's twenty-seven that one, years old. <laughs> he's
0: gonna say, you know, one of those big-market teams <laughs> is gonna come along and swoop him from the D-backs. Sadly, well,
1: that's the funny thing. The Braves have set it up, and yeah. all these guys are signed up with great deals. Okay, they're not making the most money, but they sign them up when they are young. Still in the early start of their season, and now they're with them for a long time. They got a nice little blueprint. They do, and if it works out, team players want to stay together with them then too, because then you know it builds that confidence, it builds those World Series appearances, which is why I think the Braves have the best blueprint. They're the best team. I mean that makes a lot of sense. Now I guess there's a few more teams in there: Tri um, Town Cubs, and yeah, then
0: the Central Division Milwaukee Brewers, yeah. Uh,
1: now, it is kind of weird to talk about the National League Central and not name the Cardinals there, since the Cardinals are one of the faces of the baseball, and to not see them in the playoffs is very strange. It's like not seeing the Yankees or the Reds on yeah. here.
0: Well, the Cubs and the Brewers have kind of been of the division for a good
1: while. So the Pirates, but then they slumped down. Yeah, uh, I think they're not. But start. They did have a yeah. start, yeah. McCutcheon was doing well until he got hurt. Brad Reynolds was having a good start this the season. Yeah. But biggest thing, I, the Cubs were probably one of the more surprising teams for me, honestly, because after last year and how bad they played, they really shored up their pitching, getting um, Jamison Tyone. He was a good pitcher. He's not a great pitcher, but he's a solid three in the rotation. And Jordan Steele is having an amazing year. Like, he's up there for the NL Cy Young. And then they got Bellinger, which after the last two years with the Dodgers, I mean, the Dodgers DFA'd him. And this is the guy that won an MVP and a rookie of the year and was amazing for them. And he's kind of had a resurgent career where he's back hitting 300. Uh, So I think, you know, the Cubs will make some noise in the playoffs, and it's kind of nice having another big market team there. I agree. As much as I don't like
0: Chicago teams being, you know, mostly a Wisco boy. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a familiar face. And I think a lot of people like rooting for the Cubs. People love going to Wrigley. If I were to go to a baseball game, it's one of the few stadiums that I don't actually want to go to. It's
1: on my bucket list of stadiums to go yeah. to.
0: Okay, uh, let's uh, let's talk briefly about my team. You can talk about how much you hate them.
1: I don't really hate the Blue is Okay, they
0: boring to talk. And-
1: well, it's because they're one of those teams in baseball that just does what they need to do to get wins, and they play in a crappy division. The NL Central was kind of a weak division, where the Cardinals have ruled over that land for so long that usually didn't get a team like the Brewers or the Cubs making it unless they had great seasons. Right. And, you know, the the one thing the Brewers have always had on their side is they've always had good pitching. They're almost always in the top five to top ten in starting pitching. And this year they've got the fourth best ERA in all baseball. For their staff. So they win games low scoring runs. Like this isn't a team that's going to score 10, 11 runs a game. They're going to win your 4 3 kind of game, um, 2 to 1 kind of games. Yeah. Uh, The other big guy is Christian Yellick, obviously. He's still a face of that franchise. He's got most of the franchise records, I think. He's been there for. Guy, five, six years now? Easily. Guess, yeah. Yeah, because he was at the Miami Marlins
0: originally. Yeah, and he hopped over to the Brewers, and our He had those MVP like seasons mm-hmm. for a couple of years, and then he kind of fell off for a few years as well. I'm glad to hear that he's having this resurgent season.
1: Yeah, the home runs are a little down. You would expect him to have like a 30 home run season, but the fact he's hitting 270, I'm one of those guys that I would take average and on base percentage more than home run. Right. Especially in the playoffs, that's what's going to win you games. Like, it's really hard to string hits together, but if you have got a guy that can make contact and get base hits, it's a table setter. Yeah, and that's he's the table setter. He's everything for that team. So I'm excited to see what they do. Um, it should be an interesting season. For, I mean, interesting postseason for him. And then just to top it off, I think the other two teams that or outside looking in are Cincinnati and Miami. I don't think either of those two teams are gonna make the playoffs, but there are a few games out. Miami's is kind of interesting because at one point they had Luis Arise who had was trying to go for four hundred. He was very close. I think now he's hitting three fifty five, which is still a some impressive, you know. Especially in this day and age. Yeah. Um being half game out of the playoffs, it's not out of the possibility that they get in since Chicago did have that small losing streak where they lost five games in a row and eight of their last 10. So nothing's stands in stone. But for some reason, I just don't feel them making that last push to get in. And if they do get in, they're really putting themselves in a back burner because their pitching has got awful this year. Sandy Alacantara was not the same Cy young caliber pitcher he was the last couple years. Right uh cincinnati is another up-and-coming team that if they make it in it's great for them and it helps all those young rookies they have to to ace the postseason want to be there um ellie cruz if you've never seen him he's the guy you want to watch he is lightning in a bottle for that like he is fast he hits he he is the guy that you know could be another face the franchise kind of player
0: i mean that's good for a team that's kind of up and coming and I mean, if some of these teams fall off, it sounds like Cincinnati might be the team to take their place in future years.
1: I would say so. Yeah, um, Cincinnati's probably going to be that team that wins that division if the Cardinals don't have a huge reset next yeah. year. For the uh, for the playoffs, two quick
0: questions: Who are you taking, and who are you rooting for to win it all? Ooh,
1: good questions there. If I have to pick, I'm picking the Braves to win the whole thing. I know that's an easy pick, but it's fair. That's my guy. I, that's my team, I think, to win the whole thing. Yeah. My dark horse, I'm actually going you know, to go with the Philadelphia Phillies. Are you rooting for them? Yeah, I do like Bryce Harper and Trey Turner. Um, That's one of those teams that I like rooting for. I rooted for them last year making a playoff run where they were the magical Phillies, so. Yeah. that would be my second team I'd root for. I don't think I'm rooting for anybody in the American League. I can't really root for the Orioles or the Rays. As
0: a Yankees fan, I would expect no less.
1: Yeah, I can't root for the Astros either. Yeah. It's pretty
0: much the National League for me. I do remember a day when I liked the, the Astros. And then, of course, they had that. Cheater. season. Cheating, yeah. It's kind of hard to know. Let's do a little little bit of a 180. Because I know we.
1: But, yeah, let's move to hockey since yeah. you know, this is your sport. You love know, the NHL. I think as much as I talk about baseball, yeah. you talk about hockey as much. And I try to focus, I try to retain stuff just like you try to listen to my baseball jargon. Yeah, it's impossible sometimes. It'll show a passion for it. Agreeable, agreeable there. But you know what? Hockey is an entertaining sport. I started getting back into watching hockey the last couple of years, and it's such a fast paced sport. It's so much fun going to the games. He's always entertaining. We should get out on the ice. Oh, we should start hitting the shit out of each other. Oh, yeah. It'd have to be a lot of fun. It would be. No, I got passionate
0: about it because my brother grew up playing it. And we went to so many Canes games uh, when they were brand spanking new. And I, when I went to college and when I moved to D.C. for those few years, it, I wasn't watching them. So I wasn't a big fan. You're as big a fan as I was. Coincidentally, they were kind of not doing as well as they are now, and then I moved back and they immediately started performing a little bit better, making those playoffs as lower seeds, and now they're where they are. All it took was for you to have back. Exactly. Yeah, that's the missing piece right there. No, but uh, hockey is just a spectacular sport, and uh, it's been an interesting off season so far. So we've seen a lot of movement with maybe not superstar caliber players, but definitely some talented guys. And then on top of that, too, I just want to talk about the Boston Bruins real quick. Last season, they were the President Trophy winner, best team in the league. I
1: was going to say, didn't they break the record for most wins, most points in a season? Last year was pretty spectacular
0: statistically, both for the Canes, but even more so for the Bruins. Just the most wins of all time, more than any team. I don't remember what year it was, but they beat the Canadians, who just had an insane record and... The Bruins go on to beat that record and then get knocked out of the first round, which...
1: That was great. What am I doing? Yeah, I that.
0: Anytime I can see Boston cry and lose, it's great. I think a lot of people enjoyed it. But they look completely different this year. They lost just so many pieces. It's just... It's hard to keep up with how many players they lost. Both Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci retired, long-term Bruins players. Uh, Taylor Hall and Nick Foligno both very talented players. They, they're they gone. And then Tyler Bertuzzi and Dmitry Orlov, which were brought in as kind of one-year rentals for them to make a playoff run, and obviously you thought it was working, they're also gone. And all four of those guys are good players that are going to be producers for the teams that they left to. So many teams, though, that made big moves that are definitely making these cut pushes. Um, I'll start with the Canes because they're the local team. They... I wanted them to do a couple of moves. They still made some great moves. They actually went out and they got Dmitry Orlov from the Bruins, uh, solidifying like their defenses, one of the best defenses in the league, getting Michael Bunting and really just re signing their goaltending duo tandem. They had good depth. I was good. Say
1: they had one of the best goalies
0: last year. Also defense Well, that's true. Offensively, they were probably the best team against PowerPoint. Yeah. You did not score on them during And you're right. Freddie Anderson was also, I think, outside of Vesna Bob, was the best goaltender in the playoffs. And I mean Bob Rowski stoned in his head, but Freddie Anderson did as well. He was spectacular to watch. That was a great conference championship. Old school physical, high caliber hockey. It was very fun to watch. The other team, uh, there's a few other teams making these off-season pushes. Obviously, the New Jersey Devils went out and got Tyler Toffoli. They re-signed Jesper Bratt and Timo Meyer. forwards for him to long-term deals. They could potentially have the top six forward, the top two lines in the NHL now. Their issue, I think, is going to be their goaltending Uh, We saw a couple of games together, I believe, and Mm -hmm. we saw the Canes score on them a few times. it's Canes are the type of team that is going to be able to beat them, but we'll see what happens with them. It's a new season. Um, The most exciting team, I'd say, in the offseason was probably the Detroit Red Wings. Steve Iserman is going all in on getting just tons of people he actually got probably the biggest name in the off season
1: so just to ask being a hockey rookie mm-hmm. um does the front office do a lot of this stuff with the general manager or does the head coach have a lot of say in how players get taken so it's hard for me to just know exactly but i think it's a lot more of
0: the general manager okay the talk um i think that the coach definitely has a say say the locker room is not doing well with someone I'm sure that the coach and the GM will probably have words, and they it's hockey. Dude, that sport is all about, like, bro out and everything. It's, it's a chemistry sport. You've yeah. got to have good chemistry together. you got to be good in the locker room, Yeah, that's going to come from the coach if that's not the case. But this season is really exciting. The Red Wings got a ton of players, and they're making moves to try and become this playoff team. They traded for Alex DeBrincat from the Ottawa Senators, which is probably the biggest name that got... Moved this off season. Um There were some others as well. Uh, Eric Carlson was a big talking point and probably one of the later signings. He signed with the Penguins. And obviously the Penguins have Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, even, you know, who those guys. Oh, yeah. They're old guys now. Yeah. Mid to late 30s. But they're still a good player. Yeah. Not as good as they used to be, but they're still a Slater They're eating 80, 90 points, which is crazy at, the, at their age. And Eric Carlson, he's a defenseman. He's also... Uh, he's not in his late 30s. I think he's turning 34 this year. He just had a 100 point season as a defenseman. That's insane. It's nuts. And he won the Norris and he deserved it. But the season is going to be very very interesting the makeup and everything. It should be fun to watch. Um uh, I have my thoughts on how the season's going to go and I'm going to try and break it down division by division really quickly who I think is Going to have the most success, and maybe at the end of the season, what the playoffs pe- playoff picture is going to look like
1: before you get there. Since you were talking about the Red Wings a little bit, yeah, the record last year was 35 and 37, so they had a pretty bad record. Do you expect them taking a big jump with the offseason? I do, big? they struggled
0: a little bit last year, they they were streaky at times, but um, it's kind of been talked about a lot, especially this offseason. The Steve Eiserman project is. He's put so much effort into getting these guys, and I do wonder if he's going to be on the hot seat just because he has made so many moves. And the expectation, it's not that the expectation is so high, but playoff aspirations are already there. The Red Wings are a high-caliber team. They know that they are good enough to make the playoffs when built right. And Steve Eiserman, who played for the Red Wings, was the captain of a lot of those playoff teams. So that- he, sh- oh, I- he should know how to build them. Yeah. What were you saying?
1: I was going to say, is that kind of common because I know that even the Hurricanes had a former player as a head coach. Yeah, Rod the Bod. Rod the Bod. You know. I mean, is that kind of common? It's, it's not uncommon. Um, because you don't see that in the NFL that much. Yeah. Well, I mean... in so, the NFL, you don't really see that. You kind of see that in baseball a little bit with former players becoming managers. You'll say a lot. Catchers. But yeah. in hockey, is that a little bit more common to see former players? It's not uncommon. Um, I, I'm not
0: sure exactly how... How common it is, but I do know that the route from going to player to coach, or even at times player to manager, the Seattle Kraken manager is Ron Francis, and he played for the Penguins and the Hurricanes for the majority of his career. Uh, it's it's not uncommon. It's it's pretty you know, oh, the cool.
1: And I say do that because I feel like the players have a better input on how stuff happens, and they can see yeah. stuff better than a coach would if they were just a pure coach. And the love for the coach, I mean shoot the love for rod
0: brendamore as the head coach of the canes oh yeah we could sign him to the longest term deal possible and we could be doing terrible and we still wouldn't want him to leave
1: oh yeah he changed that team and the short span he's been there
0: yeah he's been great but let let's talk about their uh division i'll start with the metropolitan division um i don't I think there's a lot of teams here that are going to be contenders, but I do think, especially last year, they were very, very good. Um, I actually, so initially for a long while, I thought the Hurricanes were going to take this division this year. I think, honestly, just on the way that they're built, I think the New Jersey Devils are going to take this division and might even get them one seat in the Eastern Conference. Wow. As I said, they have those forwards and they're going to be able to put up goals in droves, no problem. There's not a lot of teams out there that are kind of built to beat them or even capable of matching up with them effectively. So they're going to score a bunch of goals and it's going to be hard to keep up with them. Vanacek did pretty well last year in the regular season. It was just come playoff time where we saw him struggle. I mean, they've added depth. They've had some losses, but none of them have been, you know, really damning. Like they're not limping with any of the losses that they've had. Um...
1: It's definitely not out of the realm of possibility for them to do that because last year they only won one game outside. Exactly. Yeah. The Hurricanes had the best record in that division at 52 and 21, Devils at 52 and 22. Yeah. So they're one game off. It's not a big stretch to say they would take the number one seed in the division and fight for the conference. If the season was about five games longer, I think the Devils would
0: have won that uh, division as well. I think for the majority of the season, the Canes were better, but They started slowing down towards the tail end. Obviously, that didn't translate into the playoffs, fortunately. But I just think it's going to be really hard to match up with the Devils. So I think the Devils are going to get the wins against the teams they should beat. Definitely a fun team to watch. Oh, yeah. I do think the Canes are going to be second in this division. And I think that they might be cup favorites going into the playoffs just because of the way they're built. Hmm. They added so much to this team. They added Michael Bunting. Uh, second line winger, Dmitry Orlov, who is just a stud defenseman. They have the best blue line in the NHL, in my opinion. Uh, They've brought back Tony D'Angelo. So he was a defenseman we had two years ago, actually left for a year to go to the Philadelphia Flyers. And we brought him back. I know that the fans are super happy about that too. Um, But it's just great seeing these Big pieces come in to make this team better, especially since they lost good um, depth pieces, but they aren't significant enough. Going into the next team, you have other teams like the Rangers and the Penguins in that division as well. I know the Penguins missed out on the playoffs this past year. Barely. Yeah, barely. But um, they certainly were struggling. The addition of Eric Carlson is there. They have made additions at depth, at depth positions that are good enough for them to make it into the playoffs. The New York Rangers, I think, though, are going to take the third spot in this one. I think all, there's going to be four teams from this uh, division making it. The Rangers last season, though, I think they were better than they're going to be this season. This season, they lost a lot of major pieces. Vladimir Tarasenko, Patrick Kane, uh, Nico Mikola,
1: uh, they they got a new head coach too. I heard that, but it's yeah. New York that happens really easily. And you have true. They had aspirations to win the cup last year, right? They have the past
0: couple of years. I think yeah. last year was their better shot because they went out and they got rentals to make that push, and then they lost to New Jersey in the first round. New Jersey is a great team. But New Jersey got better. The Canes got better. Mm -hmm. The Rangers, in my opinion, I think they got a little bit worse. They kept their core together, so I could be totally wrong on this. But right now, I just don't really see how the Rangers are going to keep up with the likes of the Carolina Hurricanes and the New Jersey Devils. But that's who I've got coming out of the Metro. uh, metro, I got Carolina, I got New Jersey, Pittsburgh, and the Rangers. Going to the next one, um, the Atlantic Division. I actually think this will be probably one of the more fun divisions to watch, uh, just because I think that there's two or three teams that are all going to be really close to making the playoffs and missing out by maybe just a couple of points. Um, I'll start with the top down. I know that the Maple Leafs are the favorite, but I actually think the Florida Panthers are going to win this division. And it might be recency bias because, you know, they just made the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. The year before that, they won the president's trophy. So they were the best team in the NHL. So it's not, it shouldn't be too much of a surprise that they did well in the playoffs. It was a big surprise to everybody that beat the Bruins, obviously. But after that, it was kind of like, okay, this is a capable team. And they didn't really...
1: It had momentum yeah. going into it. They really had, they had the swagger that you need in hockey to win games. Well, also the just
0: impressive transcendence of Matthew Kachuk... He was already a star in this league, and he suddenly became a top five player. That's impressive. He led this physicality, this chip on their shoulder type thing that they had. He got a, he had a 100-point season last year. He was incredible, and they have good, good guys to go along with him. They have a guy, Alexander Barkov, might win the Selkie this year and Carter Verhaeg. So their talent is still there. On top of that, the pieces that they lost, they were replaced by guys that they got in. So this team is still going to be very good. And I don't think it's going to be a question of whether or not they make the playoffs like it was last year. I think they have kind of found refound their identity and they're gonna have no problem making it. Now with the other team, the Toronto Maple Leafs, I was actually really high on them last year because I really liked their core four that they had. And I think that's what they call them. They lost a lot of pieces early on in the offseason, and you kind of thought they were regressing. And then they went out and they got two studs in um, Tyler Bertuzzi and Max Domi. And now they are looking arguably better than last year. That's crazy. And it should just be fun to watch them. I... It's hard to believe that they're going to regress as a team. I think that the Maple Leaves can look forward to winning another playoff series and then losing immediately after that because they're permanently cursed, which the rest of the league loves. But I think they win a playoff series, at least. They're a talented team. I think they got better.
1: This division is stacked. They've got yeah. four teams in. Two out of the four have won championships in the last eight, six years.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, imagine last season with the Bruins. That's what I'm saying. They were the presidents. Yeah, yeah. So And the Tampa Bay Lightning were...
1: They were one of the best dynasties for a couple of years where they went back they, to
0: back and almost three-peated. Yeah. They made it three years in Man. a row. Well, we can talk about them real quick, though, too, because I don't think they're that team anymore. Really? No. they Their core that they had at the start of that kind of three-year Stanley Cup run... Uh, it's not there anymore. Cermak's gone. Killorn, one of the most recent people to, le- to leave. They've kept their top-heavy lines together. They still have guys like Braden Point, Stephen Stamkos, Kucherov. They still have Sergachev and Victor Hedman on defense. And Vasilevsky's still in goal. And that alone is enough to win you a lot of hockey games. They're not going to be this team that you're worried about not making the playoffs, barring injuries to this team. But they've lost core pieces over the past couple of years. And you've kind of saw the start of the regression last season when they didn't. I also, it might have been wear and tear of long seasons, but I don't think the depth is there anymore. And the pieces that they lost, the guys they replaced them with, they're, they're not of the same capability unless they, you know, have breakout years, which is possible. But right now, I I can't see them beating out teams like the Panthers and the Maple Leafs. But I think the more exciting kind of interesting talking point later in the season will come with who could make it out of this division and break into the playoffs. And I think there's three teams. I think the Ottawa Senators are able to do it. I think the uh, Buffalo Sabres are able to do it. And like I said before, I think the Red Wings have aspirations to do it. I don't know if they'll be able to. I think the senators are going to personally, but that's mostly because I think that the pieces they brought in are good enough, and they've really added enough depth. They have a solid base. Uh, Jacob Chitran is—I'm uh, probably mispronouncing that name, as most people are. He was this really talented defender and came in last season. He's now in year two of this. He's going to be in the system. They went out and they got um, guys like Vladimir Tarasenko, Dominic Kubalik, who's a winger, really talented. Uh, they also grabbed a goaltender, Junis Corposalo. I think he's going to be... I-, I loved them getting him because I think in terms of getting them to the playoffs, I think he's going to be instrumental. I... I'm calling it now. I think it's going to be one of kind of the uh, better grabs from the offseason. Just getting a good goaltender. He is much better than uh, Cam Talbot, their former goalie that they had. Cam Talbot left, and I believe he's a backup for a team on the West Coast now. Judas Corposalo, I think he is a starter. He's been very good, especially when he has a good team in front of him. And that's why I think the Senators make the playoffs over teams like the Sabres and the Red Wings. And the Lightning, do you think they would overtake him? No, I don't think they're going to overtake the Lightning yet. I think the Tampa Bay Lightning's top lines are just too top heavy. And mm-hmm. I think their goaltending is just still better. Vasilevsky better not play like he did last season, but he is still one of the best goalies in the NHL. And right in Point, Steven Stamkos, Kujarov. They're monsters. Their best players are insanely good. Cool. So let's move to East Central. Oh, yeah. Central's interesting, too. Obviously, um, the most recent team to win from this division was the Colorado Avalanche.
1: Didn't they have a really good postseason last year or
0: no, they they got knocked
1: out first round. They did okay. They got, got Kraken. Oh, that's right. He was a crack, and then made a small run. Yeah. and then they lost to Vegas. Yeah, no, no, they lost to uh, the Stars. The Stars, but they nearly beat the Stars. Uh, speaking Sorry, of my heart, knowledge, is kind of bad, all <laughs> That's all right. I'll learn by listening to this guy while well, trailing baseball.
0: But no, speaking of the Stars, they um, I think they win this division. They are really, really talented, put it that way. They have a lot of young talent complemented by a lot of really good veteran talent. Um, And they're actually one of the teams that actually started to like. They've got guys like Rupa Hintz, Miro Heiskanen, and Jason Robertson, all guys that are pretty damn young. Miro Heiskanen is one of the best defensemen and blue liners in the NHL. Rupa Hintz and Jason Robertson, I know Jason Robertson had over 100 points last season, and Rupa Hintz was maybe the best player early on in the playoffs last season. They went out and they got a stud in Matt Duchesne as well uh, on a $3 million deal, so they can maybe fill in holes throughout the year that they come across. And their goaltender is very, very good, and he's only improving. He's entering his fourth season in the NHL, and he's improved every year. I expect more of that. I'd love to see him compete for a dozen but they have to go through the Colorado avalanche. It's tough to get a read on this team because they've been favorites for a while and they are missing their captain for the entire season. And they are also losing core pieces.
1: So they lost their captain, yet they still had the best record in the division last year. Yeah. That's
0: impressive. It's, well, also, Nathan, what's even more impressive is their best two players were missing for not a significant amount, but for parts of the season. And that's why i still like this team to finish number two and still be a contender. I think Kale McCarr, it, their uh, star defenseman, is the best defenseman in the NHL. I think Nathan McKinnon is the second best player in the NHL behind Connor McDavid, McJesus. And then uh, Miko Rantanen, they have three absolute monsters when it comes to playing hockey. These guys are just impressive overall. And them alone, I know it's three guys compared to the Lightning's five, but I would rather have these three guys to them. To That's saying something. Their only big question mark, I'd say, despite like not having the depth that they had, is I do wonder about their goaltending. Uh, Alexander Gorgiev is uh, not exactly... You know, the surefire thing. He's going to win you some games because of the talent you have in front of you. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to leading them to a Stanley Cup, he wasn't the guy who did it two years ago. And so he, you don't know that he can do that. So they're going to have to just hope he improves or that their offense and the guys in front of them, the Blue Liners, do enough to win. Um, going into the rest of the division.
1: I was about to mention that you mentioned this before saying those, the two top heavy teams, this division's a little different than other divisions where it is, there's a huge separation between those two teams and the rest where it's, it could be one of those things where maybe only three teams get in from this division and four and five get in the other one. I
0: see, I do like four teams to get in here. I could see potentially three getting in on this one. Um, I'm putting money on a team to really kind of move up a lot this year. But it is a big gap between the Avs and the Stars. There's a big drop-off, I think, mm. between the next two teams. And uh, the first one I want to talk about is the Predators, which probably is a terrible, terrible take. I just like to think this is a big rebound year for them. Even after losing guys like the aforementioned Matt Duchesne, other centers like Ryan Johansson and defenseman Cal Foote. They added pieces, Ryan O'Reilly. They added winger Gustav Nyquist. They added defenseman Luke Shen. Uh, They got a coaching change, and they have a new manager, Barry Trotz. And th- he's leading the charge. I think this is going to be the best of all of the middling teams that are in this division. So for me, I see them as being kind of that number three here could potentially be number two well let's go to the fourth team i think too because they've this team has got to be cursed at this point they just consistently make the playoffs and then they lose the first round and i think that's going to be the same situation this year
1: sounds like every minnesota team regardless of the sport yeah really You're just the league the,
0: playoffs,
1: the, bike. the vikings the only team to actually do it was the the milwaukee bucks yeah Oh, whoops, no, no, no! no. In Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, they just don't make them. They don't make the playoffs. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm like, I guess I they- threw And but- that's what threw me off. Oh yeah, I was going to say we won one. Yeah, that's that. But
0: this team has talent. Don't get me wrong. They just lost pieces. They lost their enforcer uh and Ryan Reeves. They lost their good defenseman Matt Dumba. They lost John Klingberg. Both these guys were depth defensemen. They added a bruiser, Pat Maroon, but that's the only guy they've added for how much they've lost. And it's kind of like this isn't enough for you to make a run in the playoffs. Maybe they're hoping to do something in the upcoming seasons. I'm unsure. They're kind of rebuilding a little bit, you think? I wouldn't say they're rebuilding right now because they've been in the playoffs for several years. But they, I think it feels like they've stagnated and they don't know what to do. Which is, int- it's hard to say they're a team like that. They have a superstar. They're, there's a young guy named Kirill Caprizo. He's been great for them. They have a Joel Eck. They have Matthew Boldy, who's very young. Very, very young. Um, and I think they're going to rely a lot on youth. And I think they want to see what they have and then build around those three guys. On top of that, they have an amazing goalie with Philip Gustafsson, who's also very young. So there is a base there. So I guess in a way they could be rebuilding, but I think it's more so they're trying to figure out what they need. It's just hard after you lose a lot of really solid depth and you replace all of it with one kind of big hitting guy. And that's the only person they got from the offseason.
1: That is a big thing in sports in general. You, If you're going to go after one guy, you need to have a lot of other pieces around you. Yeah. If you don't, you're almost wasting that talent with a little boat that money. Well,
0: like, like I said, with these, this division,
1: though, it, they can
0: get away with it because it's a very middling division. Uh, there's the Winnipeg Jets that are in it as well. Uh, but I think they got worse and their best players aren't happy. So I can't see them making the playoffs. So I think that if the Minnesota Wild can figure out their identity as a team, how good Matthew Boldy going to be what's going on next offseason, maybe they can make some big moves and you can actually see them win a playoff series, Mm. which I think a lot of people would be rooting for. I
1: think Minnesota, like you said, they're just cursed. They never make it in the playoffs. Yeah. The Yankees own the Twins for how many years? The Vikings losing the first round of the 49ers. Yeah. It's just not. Poor Kirk. Yeah. It's
0: just not good. (laughs) Well, let's go to the last division, the Pacific division. And I have an interesting take on this one, because I have the Edmonton Oilers winning the division, but I do not think they are going to compete for a cup. Watching them in the last playoffs, uh, they were going into the playoffs hot. A lot of people had them probably making the Stanley Cup, and they got exposed. They got exposed by a team that was just solid. They, They lost to the Vegas Golden Knights. They lost to the eventual champions. But watching them, and... Just seeing how much they rely on Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, um, maybe a couple other guys getting involved with the scoring, but that's the best player in the world and the second or third best player in the world right there. They don't have much goaltending. They have one or two defensemen with Darnell Nurse, uh, and I think it's Elias Ekholm, but other than that, that, that's four or five guys that you can rely on. And it's pretty simple to stop when your depth is dog shit. So
1: were they just the team that was outscoring their teams like Jesse? They, they were scoring... Differentials a- plus 65, which means they scored 65 more points... They were scoring... Than they gave up. Record rates during the pl- uh, power play.
0: Okay. And it was McDavid and Leon Drysaddle just scoring almost every single power play. Their five on five was pretty equivalent to every other team. But if you let this team have a power play, It was game over. There was a very good chance they were going to school off.
1: Yeah, 65 in hockey, that's insane. It's nuts. Like, only the Bruins, I don't even think even the Bruins had that kind of differential. Yeah, it's incredible. The the Bruins had 128, but that just shows how good... Yeah, they were record-setting. Yeah, Yeah, but that just shows how good...
0: And the Bruins had, the Bruins had, and the Vezina winner, too. Linus Olmark was letting in less than two goals a game. Stuart Skinner was probably letting in three to four. And they were still putting up that kind of differential. I mean, their offense, the Edmonton Oilers offense is elite. It's arguably the best in the NHL. It's just they don't have a good defense and they don't have a good netminder. And Mm -hmm. they need to find a way to get that. They worked on getting that last year when they signed Elias Ekholm, but they didn't do anything to change their goaltending. So I do see them getting hot and winning a ton of games. And then when it comes to playoff hockey, it is a difference for it. Yeah. Like, we talk about hockey now and hockey in the playoffs, they are not the same thing.
1: Same thing with baseball.
0: Yeah, it's different.
1: You're not going to score as many points as you do in the regular season in the playoffs. You've got to make yeah. the small chances you've got, and you've got to capitalize yeah, yeah. That. yeah, that's why. And depth is sort of, regardless of it, you need to have good depth in both those leagues to have a good playoff run. And it matters who's hot.
0: Agreed, 100%. Well, let's talk about real quick. I want to run through this division and so we can finish this up. But the Vegas Golden Knights, the uh, reigning Stanley Cup winners, uh, this team is just so solid. They just won the Stanley Cup and then proceed to keep pretty much their entire core. Their biggest loss coming from winger Riley Smith, who scored 56 points, mind you, during the last season. Um, They don't necessarily fill their roster with top-heavy talent. But they adorn it like a finely decorated house during Christmas time, and it's going to shine its brightest during the playoffs. Unless this team has a sudden drop off in quality, this team should be primed to make another one this year, too, in my opinion.
1: No one would be surprised if they weren't.
0: Yeah, agreed. Making a deep run. And then I do think this uh, division is going to have four teams going in. Uh, I think the LA Kings, I think a lot of people like them to improve. I just can't see them being better than the Oilers and the Golden Knights in the regular season. We'll see what happens in the playoffs. Um, It's pretty boring to pick them in the same spot, though, this year as they finished last year. I just, Like I said, I can't justify moving them up. They added uh, forward Pierre-Luc Dubois. He's going to provide a big boost to their top six forwards in offensive production, and they keep their core roster together. There's no reason why they should struggle to make the playoffs, though. Expect this team to be a playoff team. Uh, you know, barring any catastrophe. uh, But this team is good. And who knows, they could beat one of the top-heavy teams the teams that finish ahead of them, too, because they, they're a talented team. They're not a middle-of-the-road team. They belong in the playoffs. And then the last team I think that'll make the playoffs is the same team that made it the first year of their existence. People are expecting them to regress, the Seattle Kraken. Um, I agree there's probably likely going to be some regression, but... Watching them take down the Avalanche, who was the reigning Stanley Cup champion last year.
1: That was impressive. I remember watching that game. Yeah. Yeah, that series, I mean. And then they almost took down the Stars,
0: who I think are one of the best teams in the NHL. I thought they were one of the best teams in the NHL last year. They nearly took them down. I'm not keeping this team out of the playoffs after that. It's hard to. They have great goaltending with Philip Grubauer. They have young talent with Matty Beniers, who just won the rookie of the the Calder. And then they also have Shane Wright, who should grow a little bit as a player this season. They have surprisingly decent depth, and this team has high expectations for the season. The only difference is this year they aren't playing with house money, so they're not going to be able to fill in holes they see as the season progresses. But I think they have enough pieces to make it to the playoffs. Um, I will say the one obvious team that I'm kind of keeping out here, and I could see them making the playoffs as well over a team like Nashville, Seattle, or Minnesota, is the Calgary Flames. This was the most disappointing team in the NHL last year, in my opinion. They not only had playoff hopes, they had like Stanley Cup contention hope. Oh, wow. And they missed the playoffs entirely. This team has talent to make the playoffs, and they got a new coach to lead them uh but last year's disappointment still sits in the back of my mind so for now i can't put them in the playoffs i need to see them play hockey is one of those sports where i need to see them play to kind of get a read on what they're going to do and what they're going to be like throughout the year
1: a little similar to football where you have to get your identity set up too every year is a new year true trying to re-identify what you're trying to make your team be as it's it's similar, but it's different. I wouldn't say it's the same, but... No well, similarities. I'm not saying it's a carbon copy. Yeah, well, I, I I just
0: like football because you know what you're getting with players. Whereas hockey, you can move to a different team and the production and how talented... You're still talented, but the production might not be there with the team. That's interesting. It's just totally... It's a lot smaller. It's a lot faster paced. And it's totally... Be, like you're a starting quarterback. You go to another team, you're starting quarterback. You're a first-line winger on a hockey team. You go to another team, you're a second-line winger, and you switch from left to right. Oh, wow. So it's... I
1: didn't know that. I heard you would still be playing. I mean, you usually do,
0: but you can switch sides. I got you. Yeah, it's it's a different setup, and it's one of the reasons why hockey is so fun to watch.
1: Well, it's great. I mean, we got... Start of hockey coming up, baseball playoff starting. It's going to be a great month of October. I'm excited, and uh, the only bad part
0: is the pools are closing down at the end of September. And I'm sad about that. But the- North Carolina's got great fall weather. Fall weather's great. I'm going to be playing a bunch of golf. My brother and I have been talking about it, and I need to work on my game a little bit. Pickleball and golf are going to be my two things going in the fall. I like some pickleball, man. Right. Oh, yeah, my stepmom got some pickleball paddles, and I want to just take them out and go to a pickleball course and... And figure out how to play, see if any <laughs> good.
1: I haven't played yet, but I've got my paddles, Steve, if I'm ready to hit. We'll play. St- yeah.
0: Uh, I'll bring a beer. I'll bring you some 0.0 beer. <laughs> we can just fool around and make fools of ourselves. That's the best part. Oh, yeah. Well, that's going to do it for us on this episode, guys. That was the MLB and NHL episode. I know I ran a little long, but that's because we like to hear ourselves talk because we love sports way too damn much.
1: So, so true. Thank you again for listening to us. And like always, rate us five stars, review us. We really appreciate it.
0: On Spotify, Apple Podcast, and is what's the last one? It the Amazon? It's on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon. Like Hudson said, like and rate us five stars. Give us a follow as well. And uh, hopefully socials will be up, so feel free to agree with our takes. Tell us how bad they are. Tell us we're stupid. Yeah. The odds are none of you agree with what we say oh yeah for it. But
1: we're all stupid people here. It's sports best part about it. You know, we just make our takes and see what happens. Oh yeah. It, we
0: love to talk about it for
1: Furbies. Oh yeah.
0: But that's gonna do it for us guys. And we will get another episode out to you next week. And we hope you all have a great one. Thanks again.